Welcome to Christ Talk Canada, hosted by Pastor Michael. Hello and welcome back to yet again another episode here on Christ Talk Canada, the podcast where we dive deep into the Word of God and discuss what it means to follow Jesus Christ in our daily lives. As always, I'm your host, Pastor Michael, and today we are going to discuss something that is probably going to make you hate me. And this topic is very near and dear to my heart. And God has really, really exposed things to me about myself. And so this podcast is entitled, What is Your Verdict, Your Honor? And my answer that I got from God was guilty. And so it is easy for us to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life focusing on our own desires and priorities instead of God's will for our lives. And as Christians, we are called to be different. We are called to be set apart. We are called to be servants, putting the needs of others before our own and using our gifts and talents to further God's kingdom. And we do not, brothers and sisters, we don't even come close and so I myself, even, even I, I was dumbfounded by this, okay? Even me, I am guilty of this. And I'm, I'm asking God to reveal to me what it is that I can do to change this. Well, God gave me these words. And so in this episode, we are going to really, really explore what the Bible says about serving and giving an account as Christians. And we're going to look at examples from scripture and discuss how we can apply these lessons to our own lives so that we stop doing the very sin that we keep doing day in and day out. So whether you're a seasoned Christian or just starting out in your faith journey, I encourage you to join in on this conversation, to really listen to the truth of the word of God and what is about to be spoken to us. Because brothers and sisters, this is not coming from me. This is not coming from Michael. This is coming from our heavenly father, our Lord and savior and the Holy Spirit. And they, he wants us to know that we are falling short, even worse than we thought we were. And so, yes, this topic may be uh, a topic where you will no longer want to listen to me. You will walk away from everything that I believe in or teach or, or or want to share with you. But you know what? I'm done. I'm 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 done with it. I am going to speak the truth of God's word. I am going to give it to you the way God intended it to be given to you. And if you don't like it, that is a rejection not against me but against Jesus Christ. And so that is why this topic is so important and why we really need to get to the heart of this. And we are really, truly going to dive into God's word together and discover what it means to truly follow Jesus Christ and to truly be set apart for him and his honor and his glory. But as always, let us open up in prayer before we begin today, brothers and sisters. Dear Heavenly Father, as we gather here today to discuss this, the, the importance 
of serving and giving an account as Christians for who we serve and who we claim to be walking after and being like. Lord, we come before you to humble, to be humble, to to become humble. Lord, we, we ask that our hearts would be humble before you and that we would truly seek the guidance and wisdom that's going to be shared from this message. Lord, we ask that it would change us from the inside out, that it would be something that pierces our heart so greatly that it does not allow us to be the same that we were before we heard this message, Lord. And if we have heard a message like this before, Lord, why are we not doing what we are told to do? So, Lord, we ask for your mercy, we ask for your grace, and we ask for your forgiveness in this very moment. Lord, we ask that we would know beyond shadow of a doubt from this day forward on what we are instructed to do according to your word and how we can help with our gifts and talents that you have put upon us to advance and further your kingdom for your glory and honor. But all too often, Lord, we get caught up in our own desires, our own priorities, forgetting the call you have placed on us and on our lives to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today, Lord, we are asking once again for your forgiveness for the times when we have been more focused on ourselves and on the things of this world rather than on serving you and others as you have called us to do. We ask that you would renew our hearts and minds, filling us with the passion for your will, for your desire, for your love, so that we can give it to others around us and who come in contact with us. Lord, we pray that as we dive deep into your word and explore what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, not just today, but in every single day, Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts and reveal to us the ways in which we can better serve you in everything that we do. May your Holy Spirit guide us in our discussion today and lead us to a deeper understanding of your will and of your grace. And we ask all of this in the name of our precious Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, this this, this message, as I said, is called your honor, uh, what, what is your verdict, your honor? And my response, our response should be guilty. And the reason why I say this is because have you ever considered, you know, your verdict or what your verdict would be if you were on trial right now? What would be the evidence presented against you? And what kind of defense would you offer? What would you be able to say that would prove that you are not guilty. These questions may seem daunting and may upset you, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I want you to be upset. I want you to look and examine your life. Because the truth is, as Christians, we are already on trial. And we are consistently being evaluated by the world around us and by God himself. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And this verse reminds us that if we are in Christ, 
We are not condemned. However, it also implies that if we are not in Christ, we are under condemnation. So the question then we must ask ourselves is this. Are we walking according to the flesh or according to the spirit? And are we living for ourselves or are we living for God? Are we living a life that reflects the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Or are we living a life that is characterized by selfishness and sin, but we use it Christianity as a mask? Or we present ourselves to be Christian, walk, talk, think Christian, but deep down inside, we are still ravenous wolves ourselves because we are not doing everything that God has told us to do and how we should live our life and how we can completely surrender our everything to him. And so we know that we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day and give account for our lives. And that, my friends, right there is a thing that we should be scared of and that we should be asking God, what can I do, Lord, to advance your kingdom? Lord, what can I do to show your mercy, your grace, your love? towards other people? What can I do to help a new Christian come to a better understanding of who you are rather than being fooled by all these people who are claiming to be of God and they are not? And in, cha- in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 10, it says this, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And brothers and sisters, at this point right now, all I see is selfishness. All I see is me, 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 focus myself. That's it. I don't see anyone stepping out and standing up for the for the foundation that we should be basing our whole entire life on. No, I see selfishness in every single Christian that I interact with. And I am not judging anyone. I am not calling out anyone. I am not saying anything against anyone. I am simply observing what I am seeing. If we are truly standing for Jesus Christ, if we are truly living for Jesus Christ, we should be different and we are not we are not we are doing the same old thing every single day making excuses for ourselves and it's wrong brothers and sisters let us take let us look at our lives and consider our verdict let us live our lives in a way that is pleasing to god not to man not to the world but Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Let us remember that we do not have to face this trial alone. We have the advocate who is Jesus Christ, who intercedes for us uh, before the very, oh my goodness, he intercedes for us before the Father. He pleads our case. But how can he plead our case if we are guilty still, even after knowing him? Where do we get the right to call ourselves followers of Christ if we are not obeying what Christ is telling us to do? So consider your verdict. Think about your verdict. 
Because we also must remember that it is not based on our own efforts or good deeds. And in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9, it says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And I use that verse, I use this scripture for the simple fact that we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It is by grace that you have been saved, that I have been saved, that everyone has been saved. Okay, But yet we make it so religious and we make it so pressured. Oh, you got to be baptized. Oh, you got to speak in tongues. Oh, you got to do this. No, the Bible does not say that. The Bible leads us to be baptized, to represent the same thing that Christ did. The, the representation of why we are to be baptized is not because so we can speak in tongues, not because we can have some supernatural power. No, the reason why we are baptized is to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to live, die to our old selves, rise to the newness of Christ through his resurrection. That is what baptism is all about. It does not have anything to do with salvation. It is an inward thing. What, what you feel inward about your salvation, it is an outward appearance to man. That is it. God sees your heart. God knows your heart. God knows that you love him or you reject him. So why does salvation or why does, yeah, sorry, why does baptism have anything to do with salvation? It doesn't. It's a demonstration for a public man to see Yes, I have committed my life to Jesus Christ and I die and rise with him. That's what that is. That's what baptism is for. Was the thief on the cross baptized before he died? No. Um, I mean, I know that there are several accounts in the New Testament where it says, okay, confess your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And that, that's the other thing that I want to talk about too. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Our salvation is a gift from God given to us through, and, and listen to me very carefully here, our salvation is a gift from God, given to us through faith in Jesus Christ. It is not something we can earn or deserve. It is not based on being baptized. It is not based on being or speaking in tongues. It is not based on prophecy. It is not based on healing and wonder-working miracles and all that kind of stuff. No, it has nothing to do with that, people. It is only and has only ever been because of grace and being a free gift from Jesus Christ, from God the Father. And there are so many people being deceived by so many things. And I see it when I turn on any type of social media. I see it. People are believing nonsense. And they're believing lies that do not even conform to the word of God. Do not stand on the firm foundation of who Jesus Christ is and what was preached in the word of God. And what was spoken by God himself, nobody is listening. Everyone is twisting it. Where, who are you? Where do you come from? Who gave you this authority, this power, this understanding of the word of God? Because it's not from the Bible. I'm sorry, but it's not. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says this, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
What does that have to do with you? Nothing. As Christians, we are called to be salt and light in this world, to show others the love and grace of God through our actions and through our words. Where does this show or point to us? To me? No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with us. So let, let us live our lives in a way that reflects the goodness of God. Let us share his love with those around us. Let us be known as people who love God and love others, who are faithful to his call on our lives. And if we ever find ourselves in a place where we feel lost or unsecure, we can turn to God's word for guidance and directions. And in Psalm chapter 119, verses 105, again, I use this scripture a lot, and same with other ones, but this one, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word is our guide and our source for strength, of strength, pardon me. And we can trust that he will lead us in the way that we should go. Now, you see, the thing is, it is so easy to become so focused on our own needs and desires that we forget about the church, the body of Christ. And we live in a culture that encourages us to focus on ourselves and our own happiness. And it is easy to fall into the trap of thinking that the church only exists to meet our needs. But the truth is, the church is not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. And his mission is to seek and save the lost. And that should be our mission. That should be what is our heart's desire. Not to have a title, not to be anything that we are not. The church is the body of Christ and we are called, sorry, we are called to be his hands, his feet in the world. And we are called to love one another, to serve one another and build one another up in faith. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 14, it says this, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. And as a member of the body of Christ, we are all connected to one another. When one of us is hurting, the other needs to be there to lift us up, to encourage us, to to support us, and vice versa. When we are all part of the same family, we should all be working together to be there for each other, to help each other. And we are called to work together for the sake of the gospel. And we, I, am not seeing that anymore. I am seeing everyone's selfishness. Everyone that just does not care about what another member of the body or the family is struggling with. It's all about them and only them. And it has, this is what I don't understand. As a Christian, as a pastor, as a, as a man of God, we should be making a difference. And we don't. We think that everything is going to fall into place and be as God intended it to be. But we are the body of Christ. We are the ones who are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And we don't do anything. You know, Jesus himself said in John 13 verses 34 says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
that you that you also love one another. We are called to love one another as Christ loved us. So by us not showing that love for another, that is also saying that we don't love Christ. Okay? And that again, that is something that we need to change, that we need to seek God about. This means that we need to put aside our own selfish desires and start serving others the way Christ would. Even if it means sacrificing our own comfort or convenience. In Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 to 4 it says this, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lawlessness of mind that each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And so the reason why I am making this discussion, why I'm making this podcast today is because I conducted a test and I put out on Facebook a bunch of questions that a Christian should be able to answer and should be able to respond to within 10, 15, 20 minutes of writing a little bit back to me. Did you know that out of 57 people, there, are, there were five people that stopped paying attention to my posts, that completely wrote me off, and then there were 53 left over, and out of those 53, two people responded to me. And their responses, yes, were based on the questions that I had asked, but unfortunately... The answers that they gave were troublesome because they didn't want to take the time to research. They didn't want to take the time to really dive deep into the subject. They just said, yes, blah, 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 blah. And that was it. The one guy sent me um, you know, a bunch of articles and stuff like that that he had written. And they were very well done, like spot on, 100%, all that kind of stuff. That was well thought out, okay? Now, the problem for me is what are we doing and where are we leaving Christ in our lives? What are we doing with Christ? And when we stand before God, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ and he asks us, what did you do with the life that I gave you? What did you do with, what did you do with, with the life? And what are you going to be able to say? Nothing. You're going to fall on your face begging and pleading for forgiveness. And there may be a very harsh reality that some of us, most of us, may end up having to face. And that is the words that no Christian wants to hear. And that is, depart from me. I knew you not, you worker of lawlessness. Because we are going to come saying, Jesus, did I not do this in your name? Did I not lead this person to Christ? Did I not do this in my ministry? Did I not give to this person? He's going to say, depart from me. I know you're not. You know why? Because you couldn't even take five minutes to check on a fellow brother or sister to see if they were in need. Your heart was in it for yourself, for selfish desires. You were trying to make yourself into something. Never mind Never mind making Christ all that he is. Never mind making Christ 
the ultimate thing that we should be focusing on, that we should be working towards. No, we focus on everything that is selfish. We focus on what is best for us, what's going to benefit us, what is going to be the best thing for us. Who are you? You are nobody. God, if God wanted to, God could snap his finger and you'd be done. There'd be no more breath in your lungs to live. Okay? But God doesn't do that. Because God shows mercy and grace. God wants us to be in a good standing, right relationship with him. It is us that rejects him, that pushes him away, that spits in his face, that smacks him, that punches him, that kicks him, that does all these horrible things to him. And we sometimes we don't even realize that we are doing it, but we are doing it. How can we truly surrender to Christ if we don't even know that we are still hurting Christ, that we are still rejecting Christ because we are not seeing it? We're thinking, hey, I'm doing everything that God asked me to do. No, I'm sorry, but you're not. If you cannot even take a few minutes to answer a fellow Christian's question who may be very much needing the help or the answers to these questions, if you cannot spend 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes with them saying, listen, I know you have some questions. I can see you have some doubts or problems. Here, let me help you. Let's study the Bible together. Let's pray together. Let's, let's figure this out so that you can be on a solid foundation of Jesus Christ and know for yourself that you are saved, that Jesus loves you, that you are forgiven, and that you are walking in the Spirit. And no, we don't even give someone 10 minutes of our time without fluffing them off, without pushing them away, without saying, you know what, I don't have time for you. That is like you saying to God, God, you know what? I know I know you want me to do this, but I don't have time for you. So go away. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry, but th this 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 discussion has really got under my skin. And and as I said, I have been guilty of the same thing. I am so guilty of this thing. And you know what? The only thing that I can do is get down on my hands and knees and lay prostrate before God as if I was dead and say, God, please have mercy on me. Please have grace upon me. Please forgive me for making it about me because it will never be about me and it's never been about me. If you're going to serve Jesus Christ, it is all about Jesus Christ. It is either you're all in or you're all out. And if you're all in, then do what the Bible tells us to do. Do what the what the truth is telling us. Serve other people. Be there for them. See if they have any questions. Work with them. Study the Bible with them. Pray with them. Do whatever is needed to build them up. Build yourself up, but build them up as well. Don't leave them hanging. Because what is that going to do? That is not leading anyone to salvation. That is not helping anyone understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to go to um, Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4 again. And it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. So what I'm talking about today is is exactly that we it says let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit and that is exactly what we are doing we are being selfish we are having selfish ambition and we are conceitful we are thinking that you know i can do everything that i can do and and that's all that matters no no it's not actually 
is the, the, that same verse says, let each esteem others better than himself. Why does God tell us to esteem others better than ourselves? Because others will need help. They could be in a fallen state right now. And you won't know that because you will reject them. You are pushing them away. So instead, instead of looking at it another person, look at it this way. You are pushing Jesus Christ away. You are rejecting Jesus Christ because you don't want to take precious 10-minute time to help someone else. What did the Bible say? The Bible says, even if you give a cup of water in my name, there is reward. And you don't even want to give a cup of water. Like in Matthew 25, 31 to 46, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus tells the parable of the sheep and the goats. And he talks about how he will come in glory and judge the nations, separating the sheep those who served and cared for others from the goats, those who did not. And in verse 40, Jesus says this, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least, my brethren, you did it to me. Wow. Okay, there you go. Jesus himself said it. Whatever you do to another, you're doing to me. So by pushing your fellow brothers and sisters away by pushing those people who are seeking the message of Christ. You pushing them away, you are pushing Christ away. You're doing it to Christ. It has nothing to do with me or you. It has everything to do with Christ. And this, my friends, is a powerful reminder that when we serve others, we are serving Jesus Christ. But how do we get so caught up in our own lives and forget about serving others. We can become so focused on our own problems and our own desires, our own stresses, our own things that we begin to neglect the needs of those around us. And in Philippians 2, verses 3 to 4, the Apostle Paul writes, and, and I know I said this already, but I want to read it again. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lawlessness of mind, that each esteems others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, not for your own interest, but also for the interest of others. We are called to put others before ourselves, to serve and care for those in need. And this is not just a su suggestion, but a command from God. And we are breaking that command. We are falling short of that command. And we wonder why we are not having the blessings of God in our life more than what we are. We are wondering why God does something for this person and not for us. We are wondering why we don't have the faith the size of a mustard tree, but we only have faith the size of a rock. Come on, people, wake up. We are called to share the gospel with others for a specific reason. We are called to share the gospel to make the disciples of all nations. This is not an option, but a responsibility that we have as followers of Christ. And as Christians, it is important for us to remember that our ultimate purpose is and always will be to serve God and to bring glory and honor to his name.
This means that we must be willing to set aside our own desires and priorities in order to fulfill his will for our lives. And in Romans 12, 1 through 2, Paul urges us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, saying, do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good or what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> we must be willing to lay down our own desires and submit ourselves to God and to his will for our lives. This means this may mean even serving others in ways that, like I said, are uncomfortable or inconvenient for us. But it is ultimately for his glory and our own good. Because that means that we are being obedient. That means we are doing what our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior is asking us to do. And in James chapter 2 verses 14 to 17, the importance of serving others is emphasized. James writes this, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things in which is needed or which are which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James is not saying that we need to have works in order to have faith. God is not, or James, sorry, is not saying that it's faith and works to have salvation. No. What James is saying is this, that because of the faith that you have in Christ and because of your commitment to serve Christ and want to be all things Christ, you will have the works to show that Christ is your Lord and Savior is your master, is your God, is the only thing that matters in your life. And our faith must be accompanied by action. And one of the ways we can demonstrate our faith is by serving those in need. We must be willing to put our faith into action by serving others and meeting their physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. And we, as Christians, do not do this today. And if we do, it's Pardon my French, but half-assed or mediocre at best. And Matthew 25, 14 to 30, Jesus tells the parable of the talents in which the which in sorry, in which a master entrusts his servants with various amounts of money. The servants who invest their talents and put them to work are commanded and rewarded, while the one who buried his talent is is condemned. This parable reminds us that God has given each of us, each of us, talents and gifts, and that we are called to use these gifts for his glory. And we must not bury our talents out of fear or selfishness, but we must be willing to put them to work and use them to serve others for God's honor and glory. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be lights in the dark world. This means that we must be willing to step outside of our comfort zone and serve those around us just as Jesus Christ did when he walked the earth. 
Never mind being afraid of prosecution, going to jail, getting trampled upon. Who cares? You are serving the Almighty God. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will give you everything that you need. And yet you can't even trust him to go out and speak the gospel to those people who need it. Or help a fellow brother or sister out on Facebook or social media and give them the truth. No, you would rather let, let them be trampled upon. In John 13, 14 to 15, Jesus says this, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do this as I have done to you. Jesus humbled himself and served his disciples, even washing their feet as an act that was typically done by servants. He set an example for us to follow, reminding us that the truth that the tr that true greatness comes through serving others. And if you look at 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11, Peter writes this, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are called, people, we are called, brothers and sisters, to use our gifts and abilities to serve others, to be good stewards of the grace that God has given us and bestowed upon us and the love of God that is in us. We need to share with others, whether we speak or serve, we must do it with the understanding that it is not about us, but about glorying, sorry, about bringing glory and honor to Almighty God. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus says this, for even the son of man. Okay. Okay. Now let's back up just one second. Mark 10, 45, Jesus is saying this for the, even the son of man did not come to be served. Wow. Okay. Even Jesus Christ saying, I did not come to be served, but what, what did he say? But to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus is ultimate act of service was to give his life as a ransom for many. He sacrificed himself so that we could be saved, so that we could be in a, a, a reconciled relationship with the Father in heaven. And he calls us to follow in those footsteps, in his footsteps, by serving others and putting their needs before our own. So let us put our trust in him. Let us live our lives the way he intended them to be. Let us live our lives for his glory, for his honor. Let us give all of our time to those who are in need. Never mind being selfish. Don't, don't look at it as, oh, well, if I do this for this person, I'm not going to have any time left. And I'm not going to be able to do this or that. No, never mind. What does Matthew 6.33 say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. There you go. Now, God, see, you seek God first. You give God the first fruits. You go after God first. Guess what? God's going to supply the time that you need to get your things accomplished. God's going to make sure you, you get to, uh, to work on time. God's going to make sure your kids get to school on time. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. But you can't even give them five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. You are so full of selfishness that you are not seeing the bigger picture and brothers and sisters we need to change this i need to change this i am not just speaking to all of you i am also speaking to myself 
And I am holding now myself very accountable. What, Jesus, what am, what can I do for you today to advance your kingdom? Jesus, what can I do to honor and glorify you? Who can I serve as if I was serving you, my Lord, my Master, my God, my Savior, my everything? And so that's the question. That is the biggest question of all. Jesus, what can I do to bring honor and glory to you today? And so as we close in our prayer, I just want you to really think about everything that was said. And I don't want you to come away from this podcast as being the same old, same old. No, let's get on fire for Christ. Let's start making a difference for the name of Jesus Christ. Let's start being set apart for Jesus Christ. And like I said, if you want to hate me because of what I'm telling you, because it makes you feel achy and bad inside, then hate me. Because it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, as we come to an end of our time together, we thank you for the opportunity to dive into your word and explore what it means to be your servants in this world. We thank you for the insights and wisdom that you have imparted to us today. Lord, That we, and we ask that you would help us to put into practice this in which we have learned from your word. Lord, we know that it is not going to be easy. And we know that we are going to get caught up in things still of this world and of our own selfish desires and pride and everything else like that, Lord. We And, and we know that sometimes we're going to forget about our calling and to serve and to give an account. But we pray, Lord, that you would remind us daily of your will for our lives. Give us strength and courage to live according to your word, your precious and holy word. Lord, help us not to be the same people anymore. Help us to be on fire for you. Help us to be sold out for you. We pray that you would continue to use us as your instruments in this world, helping us to love and serve those around us in the same way that you have loved and served us and still continue to love and serve us. And may your name be glorified through our lives as we seek to bring honor and praise to you in all that we do. So Lord, we ask all of these things in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So my closing remarks are just a few things. As, you, as we come to the end of the episode here, um, I just wanted to thank you for joining me as we explored the importance of, of you know, being accountable for who we are in Christ and, and doing what the will of God is. You know, we've seen from Scripture that serving others is not just a suggestion, but a command from God himself. And as Christians, we are called to use our gifts and talents to further God's kingdom and to love and serve those around us because God is the one who bestowed these talents and gifts upon us. But we also know that it's not always easy to live out this calling or this life. We live in a world that often tells us that we need to focus on ourselves and our own desires rather than serving others. But I want to encourage you today to keep pressing on, to keep seeking God's will for your life, and to keep striving to be the servant that God has called you to be. Remember that God has equipped you with everything you need to serve Him and those around you. So go out into the world with confidence, knowing that you are a child of God and that He has great plans for your life. And may you always be ready to give an account 
for the hope that is in you as you continue to serve and love those around you in the name of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for joining me today on Christ Talk Canada. And until next time, may God bless you, may you walk in the Spirit, and may He keep you in His care forever. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode.